Hello, welcome to the last video store. What's good, horror fanatics? Today's episode will be the first episode with a topic. And today's topic is a recently new release film titled Old, coming from M. Night Shyamalan. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it yet, you might want to skip this episode. I'll briefly be discussing the movie, my thoughts on it, what I took from it, and whether or not it's worth seeing. Thought about this for a minute and meant to do a before episode before I seen the movie. Life has been very hectic and busy in general, but I want this podcast to be an escape outside of work and all of that. So I figured the excuses were getting old. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I won't quit my day job. So I usually try to keep up and know ahead of time about new horror releases, like months, years ahead. But it seemed like this one dropped out of nowhere. Like, bam, about a week before its release is when I seen the preview for it. And it was interesting as hell. Low key at first, I thought it was a beer or vacation resort commercial. Then I was like, oh shit, it's a movie preview. In fact, I'm going to Google it to refresh my memory. Wow, according to Google, the first preview for this dropped during the Super Bowl. Okay, I vaguely remember that. But once it dropped, it wasn't played repeatedly over and over again, every day until it was released, like most previews. So therefore, I quickly forgot. My memory and attention span is basically non-existent. Okay. So it's one of those previews and movies where it's like, if it's any longer, or if I see it so many times, I feel like I've watched a movie. And there's no point in me seeing it. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe here. We can tell it's going to focus on a family on vacation on some island that's making them, wait for it, old. <laughs> but why? What about this island that's making them old? Well, you have to go to theaters to find out. Old released on July 23rd, 2021, the day after my birthday. So I was happy as hell, y'all. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to see. Testing the waters, safely going to the movies the day after my B-Day, which I'm like, it's still my B-Day. So boom, I'm destined to see this. Yes, my birthday is July 22nd. I turned this nigga. I know you can't see, but I'm holding up 29 fingers. That's how many fingers I got, y'all. <laughs> I'm a cancer Leo cuss. So, yeah. I went to a matinee showing. I think it's going to be empty, chill. I don't really like crowded movie theaters. Depends on the movie in the theater, to be honest. Okay, so I'm a DC fan. I mean, Marvel's okay, but I'm dark. DC has the best villains. The Batman villains alone. Sheesh. Then I think DC also has Dark Horse Comics, which is Joe Hill. DC seems to be bringing the horror comic genre back. So yeah, a DC movie, I love going to a packed theater. It's like you're sharing a great experience with so many people. I tend to see those movies in 40X, which is a Regal exclusive experience. A Cinemark has D-Box. With 40X and D-Box, certain movies, they'll make them immersive. There are special seats that are interactive, like water, wind, and smell. 
and extreme moments in the movie, you'll feel it in your chair, which makes the movie that much more fun to watch. Yeah, the ticket prices are a bit higher, but it's definitely worth the experience. Also, these movies are 3D as well, so they literally come at you. If you haven't seen a 4DX or D-Box movie, give it a try. You won't be disappointed. The Suicide Squad would be a great movie to experience in 4DX or D-Box. There weren't any showings for old in 4DX or D-Box, so I don't think there was a version of this film made for that. It was a pleasant surprise to see the theater packed and the Greek, the White Diamonds, and the Zara Prom. Yes, the old were out to see old. Since the 80-year-old and the 29-year-old body who sits in the handicap section, but I digress. Because you're only as old as you feel, right? M. Night Shyamalan. Some like to clown him, refer to him as Shyamalama Ding Dong. Nah, man, put some respect on that man's name. A lot of people question and debate his films and talent, especially after the release of his breakout film, The Sixth Sense, which still holds the record of the second highest grossing horror film of all time. He's definitely known for plots and twists that escalate quickly. Men lie, women lie, but the numbers don't. Maybe in this case, the people didn't lie, but the numbers definitely don't lie. M. Night Shyamalan films continuously pulling big bank, making close to, if not over 100 million per film. I don't share the negative opinion that a lot of people have on M. Night. I, in fact, enjoy a lot of his work, including that Unbreakable series of films, which in title sequence are Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. I didn't see Unbreakable until after I seen Split in theaters. It was lost when the crowd was in an excited uproar at a character's return appearance. M. Night Shyamalan frequently pulls Stephen King and makes cameo appearances in most of his films, in which he also does in this film as well. I overall enjoyed this movie. I definitely think it's worth seeing if you haven't checked it out already. Now, I don't want to exactly tell the movie or give away the twist or ending, but I definitely want to touch a little bit on the tropes, biases that were used in regards to age, gender, and race. In the beginning, we see the adult main characters mention things in their dialogue to their children, using phrases such as, wait until you're older, or if I was older, but they're not old enough to understand. I definitely feel the way in which the dialogue was spoken that they obviously want you to pay attention. But a movie referring to aging, it should come as no surprise to see and hear a lot of things good and bad that come with aging. The movie definitely makes you think. It opens up that third eye a bit. We see another character represent the cliche of women not wanting to age. Aging is definitely frowned upon in our society when it comes to women. This character also instills those thoughts and behaviors until her very young daughter, which you can see she doesn't understand. She's like, Mom, chill, let me be a kid. But she's like, no, 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 you have to sit up straight or you'll have a hunch back when you're older. Don't do this, don't do that. It's sad because she's obsessed 
and stressing out over the inevitable occasion, but also very shallow, as if all she's worth is her looks. But in actuality, our society does place value on youth, especially with women aging or looking older is frowned upon, yet her character is also very ironic because she's married to this fucking old guy. But I mean, hey, live your life, boo. Yet, on the opposite end of the spectrum, we see a very true fact with other characters. Black don't crack. But yes, for the most part, y'all, it's true for the most of us. I still had a baby face. I had a 14. But yeah, I'm bald now. I say after a little after turning 25, my hair started thinning. So I did like Elsa and let it go. Had a few bad lineups, pushbacks, and die jobs. Then bye bye. But I'll live. Anyways, so there were some fucked up yet factual tropes represented here when it comes to black people as well. Okay, I lied. Spoiler alert. No black people survive and make it to the end of this movie. This is where I was like, wait a minute, Mr. Shyamalan. What the fuck? fuck are you trying to say? But at the end of the day, this is entertainment, and I was entertained. So the black male representation. Like, first of all, where do I start? This motherfucker. This motherfucker right here. First of all, he's a rapper. I mean, really? I get it. I thought about it. Still think about it myself. But have I consistently, seriously tried to pursue it? No, I became a born adult, but it's not about me, though. Secondly, his name is like midsize sedan or minivan, some bullshit like that. I'm like, what the fuck are you trying to say, sir? But I get it. It's a lot of rappers these days with dumbass names. Third of all, the way he was represented all around and what happened to him was fucked up. The guy playing him, the actor. His name is Aaron Pierre. He starred in the show Underground, which I thought was a pretty good show, though I don't care for shows and movies on the slavery subject. He's not a bad actor. I'm giving him his props all day. But did he really fit the role? Maybe it was the hair. I don't know. But real talk, bro is an extremely good-looking guy. Model look, chiseled features. Man looks like handsome Squidward. But I don't know, man. Something about him, it just didn't fit. Me, I would love to be an actor. An aspiring actor. I might work in this role. <laughs> Hell no, probably not. Aaron Pierre is an actor. I mean, Aaron Pierre is an actor. Man, it's a thespian, Shakespearean actor. A fellow and shit. His dialogue, the way he spoke, it was just cringeworthy. It reminded me of Malibu's Most Wanted. Y'all remember that movie, right? Give me your ride, punk, or I will dust your ass. At a Fiat, and I think you got it. <laughs> yeah, little minivan's favorite word was damn. Not damn, but damn. Damn you, I shall avenge thee. It was fucked up. That unfortunately, 
he was viewed in the way a lot of black men are viewed as a threat. He's either going to take your wife, though she might go by choice. He's not a bad looking guy. He just has fucked up tighter Perry braids. Boris assume he might rob you, kill you, and all the other fucked up things that some people automatically assume all black men are guilty and capable of. He was unfortunately accused of murder numerous times, actually. Just his stature, appearance, and accusations against him were apparently enough to scare an old white lady to death. That being said, these things, along with that extreme illness that starts with R and ends with ism, led to this man's demise. He was murdered, stabbed to death. Seems like it's a fact, it might be a statistic, that a black man has a higher chance of being killed at the hands of another human being than dying of natural causes or disease, and probably at a young age. I googled it. Depends on where you look. I think in 2017, the CDC said it was the number one cause of death a black man aged 1 to 44. I mean, 1 through 17 is not grown. But we won't even get started on that subject. Others listed it as the fourth or fifth leading cause of death. It's fucked up, but it's life. All of this is ironic with the twist and ending. The black female character was also getting bad treatment as well especially by the one character I dislike the most. No surprise there. When she's introduced in the movie, she has a medical emergency, and people look at her like she's crazy, and they're scared. If it wasn't for her husband, she probably wouldn't have received help. As the movie plays out, you'll see she's so helpful, yet still gets shitty treatment. Yet people expect her to help. Play therapy. Even though she's on vacation, she's not trying to hear y'all problems. She ends up having another medical emergency, which most people know a seizure when they see one. Instead of helping this poor woman, putting her on her side, protecting her head, making sure she doesn't swallow her tongue, these idiots just stare at her and she dies. Pretty fucked up, but it's life. We have to do better as humans. Be good Samaritans regardless of race. So in this case, they were fucked. No help or 911. But all for comfort or something. Yet, her story represents the reality a lot of black women face when it comes to the medical field and receiving quality care. She mentioned how she's been going to the doctors for years, but nobody could find out the cause of her seizure. No diagnosis or misdiagnosis are prominent among black women when receiving medical care or being looked at like a spectacle as if they're faking it or putting on a show. Some people out here believe it's either a one-fits-all approach in regards to race and disease or black people don't feel pain or have a high pain tolerance, which isn't the case. After all this shitty treatment and the shitty death, does she rest in peace? No. She receives Henrietta Lacks treatment. If you don't know who Henrietta Lacks is or why she's important, 
and all sort of fucked up treatment she received, Google it. Watch the movie, read a book. She's ultimately a hero who saves the world. Still does, even to this day. She's a superhero. Very typical of a black woman. You should definitely pick up on how that ties in with this film. Overall, it was entertaining. Nicely done. Makes you think or go, hmm. Or could have been the edible I had, kid. Check it out. Let me know your thoughts and opinions. Send an email to the last video store podcast at gmail.com or drop a comment. Send a DM. Show love on IG at the last video store podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And before you go, a quick short story of a scare I received while writing this. Time for a short story. Promise it's going to be quick, real quick. So, boom. I'm at work thinking, okay, I'll take this podcast thing seriously. Try and write a few episodes, see how it goes. I wrote and finished the intro episode. Started writing the second episode. Jotting down future ideas, which turned into designing logos, creating a theme song, which I laid most of that down in a few hours. Took another day to add finishing touches to perfect it. Mwah, perfecto. So anyways, y'all, all this productivity has me feeling great. It's giving me a purpose. Taking my mind off stuff and not giving my anxiety the time of day. Because earlier in the day, my fiance left to go out of town. It's like, cool, I got the house and bed all to myself. Watch whatever I want on TV. This is great. On the other hand, when it comes to her, I have real bad separation anxiety, which a lot of times is out of my control. And it can spin out of control rather quickly. So I'm thinking, cool, I have coping mechanisms now. So I get home, get comfortable, relax, roll some weed, smoke, Uber eat some food. Decide on a movie to watch because it's an ultimate sin to eat your food without something good to watch. Come on now, y'all know that, right? So I'm thinking afterwards, I'll write a little more for the podcast. So I'm on cloud nine, chilling, eating my food. Next thing I know, something or somebody violently hits the door, like trying to unlock it. My heart, swear to God, was about to burst out my chest. I'm like, nah, I'm tripping. And I'm just stuck. Like, fuck. Is somebody trying to break in? Keep in mind, it's like 12, 1 in the morning. Then the doorknob turns. This time stops. It rattles. I'm like, oh shit. Somebody's trying to put a key in the top lock. I hear the lock unlock. Doorknob turns again. I clutch the covers tight to my chest. Like, that's going to protect me. TMI. But I'm extra scared. Because I'm just in my drawers off guard. The door flies open. Where's the bitch? My fiance storms in. At this point, I'm in complete shock and like third stage heart failure. Pretty sure my mouth is hanging open. She walks back and forth, looks under the bed, and asks again, Where's the bitch? I'm like, What the fuck are you talking about? She then goes and checks the bathroom. I'm like, Why the Fuck are you trying to scare me to death? There is no bitch. Y'all, I was terrified. Understand, I very much love and am in love with my fiance. 
but nonetheless, I was scared shitless because earlier in the day, I discovered that all these ghost hunting apps exist, like the EBP and thermal energy apps. I was thinking all day about using them. I was like, how bored am I? Hell yeah. In case you ain't know, I've been binge watching a lot of ghost adventures lately. Then another part of me is like, did I overthink it? Think of what could be and manifest a similar respectful ghost or being that prefers to unlock my door? But nah, it was my girl up to her shenanigans. I wasn't mad. I was happy to spend one more night with her before she went out of town. There weren't any pleasant ghosts trying to use the front door or anybody trying to break in. But my high was definitely blown though. Anyways, do you have any stories like mine or real life scary unexplained things? Send them to the last video store podcast at gmail.com. Also, send film recommendations or if you make short independent horror films, send the link. I'll be more than happy to check them out and share them on the last video store IG. Thank you for listening. Peace. Thank you for stopping by the last video store. Remember, be kind and please rewind. Oh.